Another glorious Sunday. Travis, good morning. Good weekend. My broski, what's up, man? Nothing at all. And luckily, we're both coming through correctly because we didn't do a sound check like we were going to do, but we're both coming through. So that's good. Good, good. Yep. And the one time that we, I said it right before we went on, the one time we don't test it out and I guarantee you something would go wrong. And yet, I am proven wrong and I cannot be more pleased. Yeah, luckily it all worked. Oh man! So, like I did last week, which worked out well, I'm gonna let Travis pick the first topic. So, I'll be the first to say, uh, obviously, if people haven't noticed, uh, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a couple weeks with uh, wrestling reality, um, mainly just because there's been a I've had a couple situations personally that came up that kind of pushed back my schedule. So I wasn't able to do it. Um, a lot of the times that I do those, a lot of topics that I like to talk about, I also like to get another person's input in. So it, it starts becoming like, man, I've kind of taken away from the podcast a little bit. Um, so I still think I'm going to do them, but I would say they might come a little. You know, it'd be cool if you could have like one or two people on your show once in a while. Like invite somebody. I mean, hey, I thought about that too. I, I thought about that too. I've even there was even a part of me that thought about doing a, a live rendition of it when I was doing uh, my commentary gig Ooh, uh, last night. That's a good idea. It's it, dude. I promise you. I I think of different things at the hey, most. Hey, that's actually a really good idea, man. You could. That's not a bad idea. You know, all it takes is your phone because the camera is so good on it. And for you guys to know what we're talking about, we're talking about wrestling reality. Sounds similar to rumbling reality, but it's wrestling reality on YouTube in case they didn't know. Um, and that was the whole – yeah. Uh, and that was the whole point was for them to sound similar just because of the fact oh, that yeah, we yeah, call. Yeah. Obviously, like, our, our like title. Too. Yeah. Our, our titles rumbling reality. Well, uh, we just kind of did the play on and just did the branch off of wrestling reality – the only difference is, is I drop the T-Y and just have the T because for those of you who don't know, my first name's Travis. <laughs> yeah. Shocker, right? I so, yeah, hope by now they know our, our names. But you never know. It could be a new person. New people are always tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk wrestling, of course. But just trying to let you know why wrestling reality has not been coming to you on the usual Fridays or Saturdays. Yep, been on just a little bit of a hiatus. It's all um, good. And then, gets busy. and then, honestly, there's a couple things that – I'm actually surprised that there's not a whole lot of news to really talk about over the last couple of weeks that's been like, oh, can I do a good show to stack up on? Um, but one of the things I will talk about, because I was saving it for a rendition of it, uh, did you hear the recent uh, nude leaks, if you will? Oh, yeah. I think everybody knows about Charlotte's nude leaks. Hello? Why are you? He's looking yeah. at me very weird in the uh, in the. In no, the, I uh, no, I, I I asked you if you've seen them. Oh, I have definitely seen them. 
And what did you think? Be honest. Um, she's natural. She's not as good looking as the other girls, but you know what? She's natural. All I can think is lopsided titties. Yeah. Sadly, I'm starting, even though I'm a guy, I like these new photos and stuff, I'm starting to take the side of, I guess, not a feminist, but some kind of side where it's getting, I'm getting tired of actual real wrestlers. The invasion of privacy. Yeah, invasion of privacy. Before it's like, oh man, I'd love to see like an Alexa Bliss or something, but I'm starting to realize it's going to actually hurt their career. They're not going to push them anymore in the WWE. So if you like seeing some girl... Uh, not this is not always going to happen. I think Charlotte's going to come back because obviously you know she's going to be able to fight this. It's not as bad as you know like what Paige did and all those videos and stuff. It's not what she did. It's her personal life, whatever. But it you know sure. it, these, it ruins the careers. It does, and not like just our image of them. Vince and those kind of guys in the backstage don't want to push them anymore. So slowly they fade out, and we just kind of forget about them, and they become. You what you remember them for? It's the last thing you remember them remember them for was that dirty video. Yeah, you know, I can I can see the argument there, but I also can see the other argument in the side that um, it's not necessarily a career killer anymore. Yeah. Um, mainly because of the fact that think about it, we're talking about WWE here, and this is the company that used to annually, and it was always around WrestleMania season. They used to have one of their divas in Playboy every single year. Back when Playboy used to have nude photos, which FYI, Playboy doesn't do those anymore either. Also DIY, um, sorry. And right, DIY. Sorry. NXT joke. You said FYI. I said DIY. Two different things, though. I know. DIY and DIY talking about nude photos in this situation <laughs> can have a very different correlation, man. That's, that's a very good one. Yeah. Well, I meant the NXT tag team, but yeah, that's very true. Uh, in this case, it isn't. That's funny. You know. The, the funny thing with uh, Charlotte, though, um, I mean, really, what they talked about is you can see in her pictures. Supposedly, they're more for like a fitness regime she was keeping for them for herself. It wasn't really like a nudie trying to be sexy. All of her photos were like almost bodybuilding stances of her naked. So she looks like she's trying to like see where she's at in her fitness level. That and you know, at the end of the day, going back to what we were saying before, um, it's a, it's a. I, I kind of had to agree with one of the guys that. I was watching a show earlier this week talking about the whole situation and it's like what we were saying is starting to become an invasion of privacy and it's getting to the point now where honestly, I don't want to see them. It, it really is one of those things that, and I know it's the weirdest thing to think about, but you know, unless a girl wants to show me her goods herself, it really is kind of one of those things or is willing to put it out there for the public to see like in a playboy format yeah. or something of that nature. It's it's almost it, it's almost you feel wrong, yeah. you know, because you are looking at something that wasn't meant to be seen it's by you. Sad to you say, know? I can't see a lot of guys taking this perspective. Uh, no, no, and and like I said, that's why I'm saying I'm almost, but I am just as guilty as anybody else who's oh, yeah. looked at those. Oh yeah, those that's why I want to be. Yeah, yeah, make sure our audience knows we're trying to be as honest as uh, possible. We definitely both looked them up, and the problem is we both looked them up, and that's those sites that are getting these hits keep doing it for those reasons because everybody looks it up at the same time not because they want to jerk off to it because they want to just see this is like human nature you know i can honestly say no splurge or nothing has came through 
right? I, I have to admit, Charlotte's one of those that, uh, no offense, I think she's a beautiful looking woman. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person. One of the sweetest people that I've met wrestling wise, like literally she was very much about her fans and uh, was very appreciative of everything. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say is that it would be one of those things where I would. Well, remember I mean, though, in real life though, she's probably hot, hot as hell naked. It's just, it's just the pictures compared to most divas. She's not as as a hundred percent. But she's just yeah, natural. and she wasn't she yeah, and she wasn't in makeup format or anything like that. You going back she to what wasn't, you, you know, here's the thing: she wasn't in makeup, but she still had a pretty face. She almost had just as a pretty face when she's out of makeup. I think when she's in makeup, she's a little I more. Uh, I don't know, like some girls in wrestling right now, Paint if they have their makeup on, whoa. They paint their face is what they oh, do. Yeah. But that's, I mean, a, that's a lot of problem with just women in society today anyways is they think makeup needs to be the answer for everything. And I, I'm, I'm not throwing her under the bus by any means, but my girlfriend is just as guilty as this. Cause oh, every girl does it. I, dude, when I, first, when I first started dating my girl, I love her to death, but that girl used to wear way too much makeup. And, I, and I, fl- I got to a point where I told her, I was like, you know, you really don't need that much. I was like, you look great really without it. Just – Oh, Travis. Sorry. No, and, you know, she you know, gave me the whole spiel of, like, you're just saying that because you're my – I was like, no, seriously. just I was like, listen to my recommendation for a day and see if you like it and see if, it, if it's better for you. I, I'm not saying that I know a whole lot, but as somebody who used to do acting and modeling classes, I had to learn a thing or two about makeup and putting it on That's and true. whatnot. That's uh, very true. She listened one day. And since then, she she hardly wears any makeup now, and she looks great. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I can go on and oh, this is a random topic, and we're still on the whole bunch of wrestling and girls and hotness and nakedness and all stuff. You know, um, sure. did you know Liv Morgan is dating Enzo Amore? Yeah, I know, and I, I can't the? really say that I'm all that, I'm not really surprised either. Are you not surprised? Look at Liv Morgan no. and look at Enzo Amore. Come on. Look at where they are from, dude. Oh, that's true. But still, though, man, looks-wise, I mean, she is way out of his caliber, man. I feel like it's one of those dude, things. Dude, you watched What? You watched Jersey Shore, didn't you? I know. Yeah, I got it. But nobody, like, Enzo was on there. Enzo's like the like a little rat. Enzo may be a little rat, but he's – I'm sorry. I don't know the guy personally, but I think a little bit of his character, they always say the best wrestling characters are the ones that are just blown ten times of their actual personality. Yeah. Um, I totally I totally believe that uh, Enzo is just a blown-up version of himself on TV. He has, he has I a think good voice. Is- I just don't like how comical he's become. He's become too freaking comical and too much like Santino Morello, and I can't take him serious yep. in a match anymore. Well, and, my, and my, another buddy of mine was uh, texting me earlier this week because he was watching Raw, and he flat out was like, he's like, dude, the only thing I can't stand about Enzo and Cass is that Enzo can't wrestle. Oh, and, and can't I started, wrestle? Well, and I started, I started analyzing it a little bit, and for the basics and for what he can do, I, I, I'm kind of along the lines of once like Stone Cold reached his prime, mainly a brawler. He wasn't like a technician like he was in his early career. I, I can kind of see that point with Enzo. He's not really a technician. He's more of, I'm a little guy. I'm going to perform the, the somewhat standard little guy moves, if you will, but I'm not doing flips or any kind of flashery or anything like that because really the only reason Enzo Amore still has a job with WWE and Triple H has even said it himself 
is because he can talk. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's it. He's gotten on that chopping block so many times that Triple H had to pull him back off of it. Triple H said that himself. And that's, in a way, that's a little sad when your own boss can realize that your biggest potential is only with your mouth. Well, there's a lot of wrestlers that are the complete opposite, and they know how to wrestle really good, or they know how to wrestle good enough to get them through the matches, but they couldn't talk, they can't have a mic on them, they can't have anything. I mean... Oh, I know. I mean, you know, Brock Lesnar is one of those people. Who? Yeah. Oh, that oh, was, was a you said Shelton one. Benjamin. I, said, I was like, what? I did say, no, I did say Shelton Benjamin, dude. But you're right, but you would be right though. I just I just didn't know what you said. <laughs> no, but you had a better one when you said Brock Lesnar, because my God. But here was the funny thing. When you look at uh, Brock Lesnar's first run with WWE, he talked a little bit more after yeah. his separation from Paul Heyman, and he really wasn't that bad. Yeah. So I'm like He's better what than Goldberg. Happened? Oh, I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I, I wish there was a, was a video that could just, just show Travis's face reactions. Well, because I know your reaction is probably going to be like, I'm just saying that because I'm a Goldberg fan because he's a WCW boy. No, dude, Goldberg could – Goldberg, especially in this last run, he could talk. Are you, you sure? You know what I mean? I mean, if you think somebody could talk with their yes. sweat dripping down his face, he was just so perspirated from talking so hard. He was like just, just – drinking all of his sweat the whole time then yeah i guess so i mean i don't think it was that bad i think you're a little well, i don't know well, yeah it's, it's a wrestling show i gotta be a little dramatic buddy yeah I, oh sure yeah but i also know you're a huge brock lesnar mark too so well not huge I, well i i'm not taking i'm not i'm not dogging you for it i like brock lesnar too so well, I mean, not as much i'm not really used to be. I, I don't like the whole part-time thing but i'm glad he's back I don't mind the part-time thing. My issue with the part-time thing is that he's champion. Yeah. It's the same. Now we're back to the yeah. same problem that we had back in, what was it, 2015? Yep, yeah, it's true. It, or or maybe, I'm sorry, maybe it was a 2014. Yeah, because he won the title at SummerSlam. And then we didn't see it. We didn't see it regularly again on TV until after WrestleMania 31. Since we're on off the cuff here, though, Goldberg versus Lesnar, you really think Goldberg talks better than Lesnar? I mean, all in all in their career. All in all in the career, I will definitely say that talking was not one of Goldberg's strong points. Um, same with Brock Lesnar. When comparing the two of them, Neither though, if we want to talk Goldberg. about... I mean, Brock Lesnar was a good wrestler, dude. I mean, No, I'm I saying wrestling as in Goldberg. Oh, 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 yeah, no, no. Goldberg has even said himself that he's not necessarily the most well-rounded wrestler. He's not. Te- not technically, no. He has some pretty good-looking no. power moves. But I'm gonna, I'll tell you this, and this is something that I actually can say with all honesty. The Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match from WrestleMania, I was not disappointed with. I know. I know. Me either. Me either. And, and, and you know, and it was, I think we talked about this on the, on the show after Mania. Uh, the thing that I liked about it that I honestly didn't even really think about until after watching it was it really was like Goldberg's spear and jackhammer versus Brock Lesnar's suplex and F5. Because oh, he would always do I the German suplex it would come to, to that, lead honestly. up to F5. Didn't but I thought it? that was great because yeah. it way I think to cap off the feud because we saw the domination of, of Goldberg we saw Brock Lesnar dominant again nation um, I think domination Sorry. 
Yeah. There's, there's some little there's some little things you say it triggers me. Sorry. I can t- dude by doing this podcast with you for the now uh, I would say two years and even at the hiatus that we had. Yeah, I already know this. I I ain't dumb to it. But yeah, uh, sorry, you cutting you off. I would agree to your points and all the stuff you're saying, but I just feel like sometimes. Uh, I guess Goldberg to me, he's kind of just always overrated, and I don't know. But yeah, I know you're a Goldberg fan. You grew up with WCW. I was, I, I was, I was a WCW fan. Um, I was glad to see Goldberg come back. And yeah, I love seeing his run. I loved it. Yeah, it, and I don't care what anybody says, and I'm sure a lot of people will probably hate on me for saying it, but I think Goldberg's WWE run this time around was way better than uh, his first run. Uh, his first run was more so about storytelling. And I think we can all kind of agree when we look at storytelling from Goldberg, it's not necessarily the greatest of things to happen, but this run was more of a nostalgic run for people that were Goldberg fans back. Like when I was little watching WCW and appreciated the old school Goldberg. Yeah. Um, I think everybody, I think people got what they wanted out of that. And I did, I enjoyed it. It was great seeing it. And let's face it, the surprise of Goldberg beating Lesnar at Survivor Series in a minute and 26 seconds, nobody thought that would happen. You know, I didn't even see that happening, and I was like, God dang. Did you see the little interview with Scott Steiner? Uh, which one? Because he's done – I think he's done well, a couple. the most recent ones. one where he's like, fuck the WWE. <laughs> It was oh, like within that a doesn't week. surprise me in the slightest. It was like within a uh, week. I, I, I saw something about it. Did I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but it doesn't surprise me. Steiner has no good no good things to say about WWE. I know, it sucks because growing up, I always loved Steiner. I don't know why. He's like, not, I actually, he is pretty good in the ring. But I just have always loved I just loved him. I've always loved his uh, just his physique. He looks so nuts. And but, you know, um, the funny thing... Uh, a lot of people accused him of doing steroids, and he even said in one interview, he was like, I I got hired on by WWE. Triple H took me to the testing center himself personally, and I passed the flying colors. Oh, so he's yeah. never do- So he can honestly say he's never done steroids. And I think, speaking of Scott Steiner, Travis. a guy that was very underrated. Travis, come on now. What? Travis, you, you dead serious. You really think Scott Steiner, big pop-up pump, Two biceps on a bicep. No, I didn't say. I never said that. I okay. didn't believe that okay. he jumped okay. steroids. I just want to make what sure. What I'm saying. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is yeah. that of this moment in time, <laughs> there is nothing you sound like that it's a can freaking be lawyer. Yeah. Basically, you're a freaking lawyer. I mean, I I know how to argue. So I mean, <laughs> at the same at the same time, if it's not if there's no proof, then yeah. you can't say that it's true yet. So basically, what he said was, uh, "Fucked it, WWE," so, and then he said. Um, he's okay. He was talking about how, uh, what's the reason why he feels this way. He said, who's in charge and who runs it? There ain't two bigger douchebags than Triple H and Stephanie. And I was like, whoa. And then he, and then, uh, it was on whether he watched WrestleMania 33 or not. And he goes, hell no. Let me ask you something. Why did Triple H make the statue of Ric Flair? So where is it now? Where do you think that is, is at? There is no hall of fame. You got the address to the hall of fame. Where's it at? Where's your guess? Exactly. Triple H's house? Mm-hmm. And that's and that they better oh sorry. And they better not make one of Macho Man. Oh yeah. And they better not make one of Macho Man. She, as in Stephanie, made one. 
question mark oh that's definitely in triple h's house then laughs and i was like whoa yeah. you know what that's yeah. about right oh yeah oh yeah Those if you don't are, if, if nobody knows what i'm talking about scott steiner was talking about the old rumor that uh macho man and stephanie mcmahon had a little thing in the past when stephanie was pretty much underage almost <laughs> or close no to it was it, no it was when she had just turned 18 just turned 18 i see that that's that's the rumor but again as it's a it's a wrestling rumor that doesn't seem to ever die yeah uh <laughs> it's it is definitely one of those things where a lot of people have been like huh i wonder if it really happened and you know let's talk about scott steiner bringing up the actual real hall of fame there's no hall of fame there's no i can't yeah. go drive up is it inside Triple H's house? Where's the statue that he's talking about? Where are these things? Well, for now, the statues that you're referring to, like the Ric Flair one, the Ultimate Warrior one, the Andre the Giant one, right now they're all at the headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. But, but there has been a huge, huge rumor for at least the last two years that WWE has been in negotiations and they thought that they were going to announce it this past weekend or not this past weekend, but this past WrestleMania weekend that they were finally going to have a physical hall of fame to go to. Um, the rumor is, is that WWE really does want to have a physical hall of fame. The problem that they are running into is that they don't have like, what they want to do is make it like the baseball hall of fame or the NFL hall of fame, which means they want memorabilia. They want, you know, moments, they want the statues, they want the plaques, you know, they, they want all that. Um, Cause let's face it, it's Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon, if he's not going to invest his full into the project and he's not going to really well, have because Think about it, man. I know Vince thinks in dollars and cents and I know he likes legacy and those kind of things, but really a, another place you got to pay rent for and keep employees there yeah. and stuff. It doesn't draw a ton of money. What they could do is uh, maybe where the maybe where NXT training camp at is, or maybe part of the corporate area or something. Maybe build a little area on there so it's the, it's already your property. Well, you're you're kind of close to what the the what the deal is that they've been trying to work out. Um, I think that's kind of been put on halt since uh, Impact Wrestling has kind of stepped up a little bit, I guess, if you will. But the rumor had been that they were looking at plots, like uh, sections, around Universal Studios. Whoa, really? Um, so it would it would kind of be it would be the WWE experience at Universal that would include a WWE physical Hall of Fame. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. It 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 will. It'll happen. Just. Uh, it'll be at the right time, and I honestly can agree to the extent that you want the memorabilia, you want all these different physical objects to be there. Um, I'm cool with it, you know. For now, though, the physical Hall of Fame is just relegated to a section of WrestleMania access, um, and I, I think it's cool, you know. And they, I think they're slowly building up that memorabilia to where they can just you know, throw it into one, one it is, room and call it, it cool. It is a little bit of ass backwardness though. You usually don't have a hall of fame without a freaking place to put it. It's a little odd. I thought that from day one, it just feels like, um, it just feels like, I don't know, just another televised event. Really. It's cool and all, but you're going to be in a book, but if there's no place where the public can go to see the statue or to see a monument or to see something, 
in the name of uh, Macho Man and the name of Hulk Hogan. It doesn't feel like it's really there. This is my my take on it. No, I I agree, and that's why I, I'm I'm complete agreement that there needs to be a physical Hall of Fame, and I'm pretty sure there will be one. It's just going to be a little bit. I think we have a little bit longer of a wait time. What do you think about Vicky Guerrero maybe returning? She, I mean, she said that if it was ever a phone call, because she she said herself that she does kind of miss the rush and the enjoyment of performing in front of the live crowd. Uh, it's going to happen anytime soon. Do you think her time's passed? Do you think her time's passed though? No, no, no because she she was in this era. She was involved with this era and generation Kinda. of wrestling. I mean, I wouldn't say that much. She was kind of more involved in the last era with Edge and all those kind of guys. I wouldn't say this era, do you think? But she, yeah. Oh, I still would because I think she just left in, what was it, 2012 or 2013? Yeah, it was that's right a big as, difference, man. Five, six years, it's almost half a decade. Yeah, but we're still in, involved in this PG generation, so I guarantee you those kids that were watching her when they were still like five or whatnot, they're only 10 years old, 11 years old now. Unless yeah, they stopped true. watching wrestling altogether, they'd still know who Vicky Guerrero was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else can I do? Oh, uh, what do you think about Shinsuke's uh, debut at Backlash? What do you think is going to happen? you think it's going to fall flat? It seems like they're really positioning Shinsuke to be something huge for SmackDown. And they are. That's why he's he's the advertised star for the brand right now. Uh, he's uh, as Something that I read about two, three weeks ago said that um, – He's now he's John Cena now for SmackDown, yeah. Which is to me is kind of weird, and I don't really understand why they mean, they they're mean the labeling face. him. I no no that I get. What's weird though is you already have one of those. AJ Styles is way over on SmackDown, like no joke whatsoever. AJ is he says it, and honestly, not only when he says it do I believe it. But I, I, every time he says it, it's honestly facts. SmackDown has become the brand and the house that AJ Styles built. Yeah. That whole show has been centered around AJ for almost a year. And he has knocked it out of the park. You know, And to me, he should have the John Cena spot. I'm not um, disappointed that Nakamura is in that position, though. I like Shinsuke Nakamura. And I like even more that for – the weirdest reasons ever to be unknown at this moment. Maybe it's Triple H is doing, and if so, bravo. But I love the fact that they want to build to Nakamura and versus that's Styles. That's what that I was going to bring up. You just said a good point. You were saying that it's kind of already is AJ's house. It'd be so cool if basically AJ shows or basically points to all these vignettes of Shinsuke's the head of SmackDown and face of SmackDown. He's you know, and he's like, I'm right here. But then that would definitely be a huge, huge heel. I mean, AJ's, AJ Styles isn't a um, AJ Styles is what is like he's a heel, but he's not a heel, you know. He's he's in the. I mean, this is the era that we're in now. Is that it's it's you want to be the bad guy that's light. Yeah. So it's like, but there's here's the thing. There's very, very. There's like few of those. There's few of those oh, that no. actually. There's few of those that actually work correctly. No. 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 No, well, I don't even know that because there's a lot of people that like the heels okay. now. Okay, Roman um, Reigns is a heel, right? Do you like him? Same thing. See, that's it, well, and see, that's what I'm saying though. Is I get where your argument's going with that, but Roman's not a heel. Okay, but all he's, he's everything he's he heel. does is heely. <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't no, no. care. He doesn't care what the audience thinks. He just destroys everything. No, the only 
hold on. The only time that Roman Reigns doesn't care about the audience or hasn't really done the babyface-like stuff has just been with The Undertaker. But, but that's because he had to play that role because he was facing Taker. Yeah. There was no one. Nobody would boo The Undertaker. Nobody that I should say is under the age of, I'd say, 18, you know? Maybe even a few years younger, maybe just a couple years less than that. Nobody was going to boo Undertaker. Nobody. You know what I mean? Um, I don't care what Triple H says. I don't care what Vince McMahon says. Roman Reigns is still a face. Uh, he is the face. Apparently, okay. also, it's apparent with Braun Strowman. So he is, if he if he is the face you know? that runs the place, then sorry, another AJ pun. Uh, so why does AJ differ so much then in the audience's eyes? He's not as pushed well, as much, the, or what? Because, well, that, that's the thing. AJ AJ's AJ's going to be different because of one simple factor. Uh, the X factor. The diehard. Yeah, oh my god. I've done everything uh, I wanted. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Uncle Cracker is rolling around in his bed right now. Is like, he oh dead? <laughs> no, I said in his bed, not in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, one second. Oh, sorry, Travis. What were you talking about? I always got to break into little songs and little little melodies whenever you say a thing that's wrestling related. Oh, I know, I know. That's I, I've grown used to it at this point. I know. <laughs> I can't help it. I think I've so, I seriously I think I have some kind of form of uh, ADD or something. I know I try to get. I know they try to get me on some meds, and I was like in kindergarten, first grade. But I have something. I know that. <laughs> well, you get that ish checked out, man. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, what I was what I was saying before was uh, the difference between AJ and Roman's face style right now is AJ came in with a diehard audience. You know, AJ Styles is, for all intents and purposes, AJ Styles is like Sting. Sting made his name outside of WWE. There is a loyal fan base, and I know this because I'm part of it. Uh, there was a loyal fan base to the Sting name, to the Sting brand. Um, and everybody, well, everybody that was a Sting fan loved when he showed up finally in WWE after years and years and years. It's the same situation. AJ Styles is, for all intents and purposes, when you heard AJ Styles for almost the last decade, you thought of one brand, TNA. Once yeah. he left TNA, he had his, I believe it was a two-year stint in Japan, maybe three. Um, but I want to say it was more so two because I think he left in 2014. Um, he went and did his thing in New Japan, was the leader of the Bullet Club, was IWGP champion, uh, a title that some people, and when you kind of break down the schematics of it, uh, the IWGP title could actually arguably be more prestigious than the WWE title. held that title. And... He was a name before coming to WWE, so he's always going to have those guys, which those are guys that watch like independent wrestling, that have watched AJ for years, that they finally saw a guy that was never really a part of the WWE mold or standard yeah. make it to the WWE and become – he became a household name with them. You really think that title's higher than the WWE title? Uh, it's argue it's arguable. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I don't want to sound like racist or something like this or whatever the word would be, 
But me and my brother, George, were talking about, talking about this like yesterday or two days ago. Okay, uh, there. I just feel like if you're white or if you, let, let's say if you're not Chinese or Japanese and you go overseas, you're going to headline something because it's kind of like you're a heel or you're new to them or you're different to them. I mean, you could be crappy mm-hmm. as hell. I've seen so many stars come from New Japan Wrestling or whatever it is overseas come over here and be destroyed by the audience or never relate to the audience because overseas they just love anybody who's not you know Chinese or Japanese it's so different to them so I just feel like a lot of times I see all these headliners like this the the next headline match for New Japan Wrestling is uh what's the, what's the black guy's name it's, uh, it's the rematch it's Okada and Omega well that's gonna, that's gonna be good but there's a dang there's another match that they're that's gonna be good. I'm saying there's another match. Uh, the different guys, the black guy. But I'm just saying there's a lot of these guys that I don't think they would really make it over in WWE um, if they weren't overseas. And I was just thinking like those guys are the ones that hold the toast the New Japan title. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, and 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 to your point, it's a different market, and and you're 100 right. It's a way different market, and honestly, New Japan itself is a different entity than what WWE is because WWE is about the entertainment value. WWE is about the storyline value. New Japan does storylines. New Japan does entertainment value. But New Japan is very much a, we focus on the wrestler. Yeah, that we is focus- true, Travis. But they're very animated. And you have to disband your belief a lot in the matches. Like, a lot. It's based, a lot of their matches, I, I'll, I'll compare this I to. Agree, I don't I won't agree with that. Okay, I don't agree well, with that at all. I think... It's, I think it's just the opposite. I think well, you have to suspend nuts, reality more with WWE. <laughs> I think you have to sp- suspend your belief with WWE or suspend reality more so with WWE than you do with New Japan. Well, New well, Japan has a lot of relatable characters. Well, what I mean is in the actual matches, they'll do stuff. It almost feels like you're watching a Hulk Hogan match. You're feeling like you know he's having to pump up or do different things. It's like he could easily just punch him right now. Yeah, I wish people could see your face it. right now. I'm just saying, the, yeah, the matches the, I have seen, they're very, very animated overseas. Like, so animated and so, like, during the match. I'm not saying storylines and drama in the backstage, which are just as bad for WWE. I'm saying overseas, when they're in the matches, maybe it's not New Japan Wrestling, but a lot of Japanese-style wrestling is very over-animated. And the audience, okay, I know this is not a good a good reference. But look at RumblingRumors.com, or RumblingRumors Facebook. I posted a video um, that George shared, or one of my friends. Sorry, one of my friends shared to me. It's a Japan a Japan wrestling match, and the two guys are literally uh, exchanging kisses. And the guy in the left, no, I've, I've and the guy, I've and the guy, it. exactly. And the guy on the left is the guy who's NXT right now. Hero something. He's some guy who's trying to make it NXT right now. He's been trying out. I talked about it about four months on Rumors.com. But they were basically exchanging kisses as in the form of like punches. And the audience was going I, wild. I was like, what "Well, the fuck? yeah, but let's let's be honest too. New Japan is a whole fucking different world in and of itself." Okay. Yeah, I know, but it was like really. <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I, well, and I said New Japan, and I, honestly, I meant to say Japan as a yeah, country yeah. in general because stuff that they stuff that they have there in Japan and do there. We wouldn't even think twice about doing over here. I mean, for for God's sakes, not to get off on a, a social rampage here. But they are coming out with child sex dolls, specifically for pedophiles, to <laughs> quench their, I guess, 
I don't want to say quench their thirst, but God, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but it basically to subdue them from actually doing anything to real children, which I get their point with that. And I understand where they're trying to, uh, I guess, lock down the moral fiber and the, uh, the, I don't know what else you could say there. Is it just, is it wrong? Yeah, I think so. I personally think so. But across seas, they may not, they may think of that as of like, yes, that's a useful tool to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say that in this instance, I'm not, I'm I not justifying. Is, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not justifying it. Though. I know this is a random freaking topic, Travis. <laughs> no, it, it, but it goes back to what we were talking about yeah. about because uh, we were talking different, about different norms and what what's more. Uh, yeah, I got you. Very different because you're right. For for a lot of Japanese wrestling, and and I think I would say even in general, just overseas uh, wrestling like uh, Chinese, because China's now starting to become a hotbed now. Um, I get your point when they're saying they're a little bit more animated, um, but can't I think say the word hotbed after talking about pedophilia dolls. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so it's starting to become it's a booming uh, it's a booming area for wrestling. We'll go booming area. <laughs> okay, it's a little bit better. Uh, but no, I get what you're saying. A lot of little smaller uh, Japanese promotions do weird things. I mean, by God, we've seen a guy get slammed on scissor hands. I know, man. Also, that was nuts. Like us on Facebook, Rumbling Rumors, Rumbling Rumors. What I've really been trying to do lately on our Facebook is a little different. I've actually usually just share the stories I type out or my little wallpapers and stuff. What I've been trying to do is actually make it a hub, and I've been sharing other prominent wrestling sites and just sharing everything on Rumbling Rumors. So it's like anything that's trending or popular, you'll see it on there. And I'm actually sharing directly from their their sites, so you can go like them too. But go on Facebook, like Rumbling Rumors. We appreciate it. I don't really ever tell people to like us on Facebook because it's just like overdone. But yeah, go do that. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, while we're still speaking of the Japanese uh, wrestling yeah. scene for a second... Um, God, oh my God, I've gone blank on his name. Uh, and he competed in the Cruiserweight Classic. But, um, God, what's his face? Uh, damn it, I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, the guy, he wrestled a, uh, he wrestled a dummy. Didn't you see that video too? Yeah, I, forgot, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember his name to save the life of me. Um, but, man, as, as weird as it sounds... That that match with him wrestling a dummy, I spent 10 minutes watching that thing, and I looked at it. I, after the whole 10 minutes, I thought to myself, this guy is either the dumbest thing, the dumbest guy ever for wrestling a dummy, or he is an absolute genius because he made it believable that this damn dummy actually provided some form of a competition form in certain aspects of the yeah. match. It's... Mm. See, don't you wish Al Snow Al Snow did a full body instead of just a head? Man, he could have made it. <laughs> he could have had a tag team partner. I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but there was there was a topic that I wanted to bring up on a, on wrestling reality at one point. Um, and while we're kind of speaking of Japan, because it's kind of goes right in line with the Bullet Club. Um, the success of Cody Rhodes after WWE has been unbelievable. Don't man. you kind of think the same thing I was just saying, though, Travis? About somebody who's not really truly made in WWE going overseas and making it because they're white or not Japanese or Chinese? It, to but the, he in, didn't. In audience perspective. What, I, what, I'm, 
Well, what I I want to I want to clarify something. He didn't go straight to Japan. He actually it took him a year. Almost it, yeah, it took him almost a year to get to Japan. And yeah, the only reason he got there was through Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is a in a direct deal with New Japan Pro I'm Wrestling. I'm pretty sure and New has Japan been Wrestling would let him go years. over either way, don't you think? It only benefits them. Oh yeah, don't Oh yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure that he would have he would have gone overseas and done stuff in New Japan anyway. But I'm talking about just in general, the success that he has had since leaving. This guy within a year's time frame has wrestled in all four of the biggest promotions uh, in wrestling at this moment in time. And I'm speaking in a year, he wrestled for WWE, for TNA slash Impact Wrestling. He wrestled for Ring of Honor, and he wrestled for New Japan. And he yeah. did that all within a span of a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and on top of that, he's wrestled some of the top guys that have been either in WWE or are now back in WWE, a la Alberto El Patron, as he is now, and Kurt Angle, and mm -hmm. has had good matches with both guys. And he has showcased that he can do a whole lot more than what we were just seeing on WWE TV. The guy is athletic as hell. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I personally think we're going to see Cody Rhodes back in WWE oh, at some point. Oh, yeah, me point. too. I think, yeah, I definitely believe that sooner or later. He's but a little more, I, little more I, mature, a little, little bit older. I think it'll be, be something big. I don't even necessarily – I don't think it was a maturity problem with him, but I think this time away being from WWE and – because he, he even – he said it in a couple interviews that his dad, Dusty Rhodes, God rest his soul, before he passed away, was telling Cody to leave WWE two years earlier than what he did because he was like, they're just – it, they're not. They're not seeing you. There's nothing here for you right now. Yeah. Go out and and get some more. Get some more experience elsewhere. And that's exactly what he's been doing. So I guarantee you, a little bit further down the line, once because the parting ways was not necessarily the most. Um, it was civil, but it wasn't the most clean of breaks. Oh, really? I didn't know. Um, that. I honestly. Yeah, there's because I mean Cody was the one who requested his leave and yeah. said, "You're not doing anything with me. You're not going to do anything with me." He didn't take the CM Punk aspect and just walk out. He asked for his release and was granted it. But mm. he he flat out just said, if you're not going to do anything with me, then I don't need to be here. Yeah. I, I don't want to do the Star, Stardust gimmick anymore. I want to go back to Cody. Well, we see you more so Stardust. No, Stardust yeah, had ran its course. They did Stardust and just felt – it was okay, but it's like for little kids. Even well, that – it was a – Even though we tried to make it – Even though we tried – yeah, Exactly. Even though he tried to make it a dark thing, I mean, there can only be one Gold Dust, and even this can be argued, but Gold Dust wasn't really that popular. I mean, oh, oh yeah, that's very well. He was I mean, like as well, in WWE champion material, buddy. I don't mean in the right, audience size. Well, and, and yeah, to your point, I think I get where you're going with that. Was he ever really like the W? Was he ever going to really be WWE champion? Probably not. Okay, was Gold Dust ever the face of WWE for a month or two? Never. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is Would he ever be that guy? No. But was he definitely a... Yeah. Crowd uh, favorite? He, for sure. And he was, honestly, he for his time, for the time frame that we first saw the Goldust character, it was revolutionary. Oh, yeah. You know? So Goldust had his place, and there was only going to be one. To make your brother, nonetheless, or not make. Uh, I know D Goldust, Dustin Rose, did not make his brother do this. 
but you're basically turning his little brother Cody into just a copycat and calling it Star instead of Gold. Um, yeah, oh, of course. That yeah. was honestly that that was doomed for failure from the get go, but for a very short amount of time. Let's uh, after it stopped working, it should have done it. Let's jump around a couple topics so we can get a couple things out of the way. Um, did you hear about Eric Bischoff uh, ta- uh, saying Hulk Hogan's the Babe Ruth of wrestling? And do you agree with him, Travis? Or if not, who do you think really is the Babe Ruth of wrestling? Um, man, you know that's that's a lot of people on our Twitter on Rumbling Rumors uh, on Twitter didn't agree. There's there's only one other name that I think can be argued Cena. for. No. Ooh. Oh well, well actually, Babe you know Ruth? what? Yeah. It, actually, yeah. I honestly wasn't thinking Cena at first. I was thinking Ric Flair. Um, that's true, and I I think I threw that name out there on Twitter too. But yeah, that's true. So so scratch what I said. There's only two other names <laughs> two, yeah. that could be so that could be considered as the Babe Ruth. Now, it, to me, it takes a little bit more to break it down as to who the Babe Ruth really is. Um, I can see where people will say, "Come on, Babe." Sorry, I can definitely see where people can say Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan. Let's face it; it was through the connection of rock and wrestling and Vince McMahon's uh, advertising and marketing him of Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, definitely. That put wrestling on the forefront. You know, that's what made pro wrestling cool. So granted, while Ric Flair was always the NWA champion and he was known as a wrestler, you know, he was, he was the champion for arguably in the eighties, the most prestigious wrestling company. You know, people will say WWE was prestigious. WWE was good for a a marketing standpoint. But as legit wrestling and wrestlers go, the NWA will always, I think, outshine, especially in wrestling quality over WWE in the 80s. That's just my opinion. Um, Ric Flair can be argued for that role, but if we want to look overall success in wrestling as a whole... I think one could actually argue John Cena is indeed the Babe Ruth. Because yeah. it, was, it was through CM Punk, in my opinion, that John Cena, we've got the John Cena that we have now, the guy who not only can talk on the mic, but is just overall a well-rounded performer in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for the program that he had with Punk, I think John Cena would still be the guy that's just known for the five moves of doom. You, I think Paul oh, really like calling pushed him, him to another level. Well, I think that's true to an extent. Yeah, I'll give you that. But I think sooner or later, he would have got enough people calling him out about it too. He would have changed it. But I think it maybe happened maybe sooner because Punk did it and helped him out. Yeah, I, I, can, I think I can see that. Because, I mean, honestly, the programs that Cena has had, the ones that he has had in the last decade to me that have been the most memorable are three. Punk, Owens, Styles. Yeah. Those are the three. All three guys made themselves relevant on the oh, indie you mean scene. like newer stuff, punk one stuff? Yeah, that's true. I feel like there's a couple other ones that are really good in there too. I should have. Um, well, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm, sh- I'm sure there were some good matches in between there, but I think those have been the three of the last decade yeah, um, that really that. kind of solidified them as that. But the the reason I point out those three too is because those three made themselves known God, on the I, indie scene. Oh, yeah. I loved, just, Owen, I loved Owens and Cena a lot. Oh, yeah, and it just, to me, it showed that John Cena, whether he had the WWE marketing machine behind him or not, let's say hypothetically he would have eventually gotten fired from WWE. Oh, Daniel Bryan, by the way. Let's throw Daniel yes. Bryan in there, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
let's hypothetically let's say that Cena got fired from WWE in like 2008 or 2009. If he went on the independent level and seeing his body of work with all these guys that were huge indie stars that have now come into WWE and that he's worked with, I think one could argue that he could have been a success on the independent level too because of the match quality he can produce with guys that have already been there. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? I, I have think, another I think, question for you too. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish up your... Uh... No, I was just going to say, honestly, I think one could argue that John Cena is, is the Babe Ruth. And for me personally, I like Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan was one of the main reasons I started watching wrestling. But if I'm going to be completely honest... I still will stand by what I said after the Royal Rumble and that match with AJ Styles. To me, John Cena cannot be argued. Just like Tom Brady can't be argued as the greatest quarterback in NFL history now, mm. uh, John Cena can't be argued as anything less than the greatest wrestler of all time. And it's just my opinion. My next question for you, I agree with that. My next que- um, question for you, I put it on Rumbling Rumors Twitter again. Uh, who do you think will be the breakout WWE star of 2017? Or... Who should we have put in this poll? Um, so far, 38% Shinsuke, 22% Matt and or Jeff Hardy, 6% Ty Dillinger, 34 Braun Strowman. So basically, you have Shinsuke and Braun are who most people or our fans or people on Twitter think so far. Um, I also did the same question on Google, which we have uh, t- like over 13,000 fans on there. Um, and that, I think it was pretty similar, but let me double check to make sure before we get the, um, get the, I mean, my opinion, your opinion going. It's okay. It's hot. So, same thing. It's crazy. But on Rumbling, we have a pretty amount, pretty amount of same votes too. On RumblingRumors.com's Google handle, um, Braun Strowman's 42, Shinsuke 38, Matt Andor Jeff 13, Ty 7%. So, funny. Pretty similar percentage-wise on Google and Twitter, except Braun won Google and uh, Shinsuke run Twitter. And what do you think? Should I have included somebody else or what? Actually, I think all those have been pretty pretty well done. I, I still think we're going to have some guys come up from NXT that can still make a, a big big headway in WWE. But who's the um, who's the one guy? I you definitely think, I think out? It... Sami Zayn. Could have a huge breakout year if he keeps doing what he's doing on SmackDown. He could have a huge breakout year. He could um, if they freaking push him. But to, but here's the thing: to me, a breakout star is somebody that you didn't expect to come along and actually be relevant. Yeah. Um, honestly, as it stands at this moment, I would have to say to be completely fair and honest about the whole credential of a breakout star. Jinder Mahal has really stepped up. You know, I didn't put Jinder I mean, Mahal in there because he's too new, too soon. Only reason why I did it. it just and too- well, and 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 I get and I get that argument, and I'm completely with you. But I have to say, with the way that they have been booking him, he is he is a classic heel. Yeah, and and he he gets a re- he's starting to get a reaction, and honestly, I think if this match with Randy Orton goes very well. And and it kind of goes back and to something AJ Styles said on Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you, AJ Styles said something that has really resonated with me over the last week. He said it on Talking Smack. Uh, SmackDown is the place where they go to build stars, and then Raw takes them. So it would not surprise me if Jinder Mahal over the next year 
is grown to be this groomed to be a good main event talent that gets shipped over to Raw. Next well, we year. can definitely, definitely say NXT is the place where stars are built. And SmackDown and Raw are pretty much the same, but yeah, to me at least, yeah. personally. I think SmackDown's gone up so high now that they're pretty much very similar in ranking. Yeah. And did Do you I know think... we've had some of the lowest ratings in, like, years recently on SmackDown and Raw? Uh, lowest ratings uh-huh. in years. I was like, whoa, that's pretty bad. Because they're, start- they're starting to get back to what made them struggle in the first place, which is you're not keeping things fresh. You're not being relevant anymore. But why is uh, gender not fresh to you? Why is Braun... Well, Braun Strowman to me is already getting old, seeing him powerhouse through things. But And I like Braun. I actually do like Braun. I like Braun. everything. It's like, I feel like it's Hulk, and it's like, uh, whatever. Everybody loves Braun so much. I- well, and I, and I tell you what, I think the reason I like Braun Strowman so much is because he's the first guy that they actually took the classic approach to building a guy up. Um, what do you mean which by that? Which, back in the day, it used to be back in the day, as a matter of fact, when Matt and Jeff Hardy first came into WWE, they were known as jobbers or enhancement talent, which is they're going to put you on TV to yeah. face the main stars and build up the main stars. That's what Braun was for the first, what, almost four months when he was solo on raw was just squash matches and it worked. It it's, it legitimately worked. It built him into the monster that we have now and it's believable. You know, now we're seeing him do all these feats of strength. Like, I'm sorry. I know some people are going to be like, Oh, the ambulance spot was so gay or so whatever about it. Um, Yes. Everybody knows Roman Reigns probably wasn't in that ambulance when it tipped over and everything like that. But the man lifted a freaking ambulance, man. Yeah. Ain't nobody else. I ain't never seen nobody else do that. The only other person I think that could even potentially do that uh, in this day and age, and I don't even know if he could because of Mark his age, Henry? is Mark. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is the only I guy. guarantee you, pound for pound, Mark Henry still is stronger than Braun Strowman. I think that would be an interesting, uh, Dude. like. Hey, look, an interesting segment on Raw. Braun Strowman is taller, and he has bigger bones. But Mark Henry is a little. Sh- Mark Henry is also decently, decently tall, but he is thick, and he's thick not because of bones. You can tell he has still fat on him, but he has freaking like those. That, you know, like the heavyweight kind of muscle. He has like the heavyweight like lifter muscle. He does. He does. But you also got to keep in mind, Braun Strowman was a. He was a competitive body bodybuilder and body lifting champion. Well, I or, know, I'm sorry, weightlifting champion. I didn't know either of those things. But yes. body bodybuilding is completely different from actually heavy lift or actually um, You're right. Weightlifting. Strong man and weightlifting. yeah. Oh yeah. They but yeah, go look it up and stuff. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a he was a strong man. He was in several strong man kind of that's what I kept trying to say and I kept saying. Strong the wrong man, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he he's won several strongman competitions. Um, and that's that's actually how he got the job with WWE is because he got spotted, and I believe it was by Triple H at a strongman competition. Really? And sounds and what like do you know? Triple H he, is he learning had, from Vince. Same time, uh, Stone Cold had Braun on his podcast at one point, and I think I think we brought this up before. Austin asked him. He said, "Were you ever a fan as a kid, or was it just something that you know once you got involved in the business, you became a fan of, or what?" He goes, "I did watch it when I was a kid, and yeah, he's like, I'm not, I'm not tooting your horn here or anything like that. I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan to the nth degree." <laughs> um, Hello. 
about old sling for a little bit, but when mm-hmm. Hunter approached me about an opportunity to come work for the WWE, yeah, you know, in a way it was a, it was a childhood dream, you know, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's something I never thought I could do for myself as a career. And then when it was presented in front of me, I couldn't help but take a chance. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Braun, Braun's been a fan. It's just, he wasn't, he was kind of like a lot of people that I know that grew out of wrestling. Um, but he just ended up coming back to it because he was, he was hired on. Yeah. And I can't hate a guy for that. Oh, no. Some of my favorite guys, same way. Batista and every guy's never really true wrestling fans or thought they were going to be wrestling wrestling as their career and to being major stars. Mm-hmm. Gold, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Sting. Gold, well, Goldberg was never a fan, period. Sting. Sting. Sting no, I'm was... just saying. I'm just kidding. I, just, I, just, I did that for a reaction for you. I know he was a wrestling fan. No, you're. No, no. Oh, Quite really? Contrary. Have you never watched? They've got his documentary on the WWE Network. Have you not watched it? No. He flat out. He flat out said he was like there was a guy that was a friend of mine that worked at the gym I was at. That oh, bought, I did. I did uh, see this. I did. Saw, I saw some of this. It was. It was him and Jim Helwig, the the Ultimate Warrior. They were spotted by somebody and asked, "Have you ever thought of a career in wrestling before?" And Sting flat out said, "No, I never. I never thought of it." It just is something it turned out that he was really good at. So, no, Sting wasn't a wrestling fan either when he started wrestling, but he became one of the biggest icons in the industry. Hmm. Uh, I was joking. That's funny that now I know more facts. I didn't know that. Sting fan, bro. That's true, bro. Mm -hmm. So, um, what other topics do you want to go off of before we call this a broadcast day? Uh, you were asking, you were saying about breakouts uh, yeah. for this year. Um, Who could it be? I agree with a lot of those. Well, I agree with, actually, I think all those guys have a chance to have a good year. Um, but honestly, I'm just waiting because I know it'll happen. Um, will it necessarily happen this year? Maybe not. But could it? And do I think it is a very good chance? I do. Um, the Matt and Jeff Hardy singles runs. Yep. I can't wait. To see That's why I said Matt and or Jeff Hardy because either of them could go. I mean, we know Jeff Hardy can easily be on top again. If he has enough fan base and sells enough merch where people are going to believe the underdog story, the triumph story, and you know they're going to delve. You know if they would really want to make it what it is, they're going to have to delve into some kind of like past problems he had and stuff. Sure, but man, this is going to be the, this is the first time I can genuinely say that I can see Matt Hardy becoming a champion. God, a legit, I hope so. Not, not an ECW champion, nope. not United States champion, nope. not tag team champion. Nope. I legit I legitimately can see Matt Hardy becoming a main event world champion. I hope so. I mean he kind of deserves Finally. it. Dude, the way he's reinvented himself, this is a, this can be arguably his most successful run. Yeah. That's I really hope and no I TNA hope champion so. either. You know they were um, not to take off of yeah. the Hardy Boys, the Hardy Boys so much. They were saying this is Chris. This was Chris Jericho's best run of his career. Yep, and and Jericho has has said that he feels like while it's not up to him to decide what his best run is, it's up to the fans to decide. He does. He did go on record as to saying that he feels like this has probably been the most fun that he's had. This I probably mean, the most fun in any run that he's had. 
it's it's crazy that somebody his age, his long of a career, can come back on a whim and have one of the best runs he's ever had. That that goes to show you. And the reason why I bring that up is I'm not saying this guy's can do this, but uh, I watched a table for three. You were talking about with HBK, AJ, and Nash. Yeah, and you never. I was thinking about Shawn Michaels. He still looks like he could have another freaking match. Yep. And I don't know why I, he I, doesn't want to do it. I know he was telling AJ that he wants to go out with people wanting more. I get that concept. That's like if he's always around wrestling, kind of like Daniel Bryan, he still likes to be around wrestling. He's always the NXT developmental stuff. It just feels like he wants to do something. <laughs> well, and that could be his way to curb that feeling because he's also said he wants to be the guy that actually sticks to his word yeah, yeah. and says that he is retired. And I can't help but respect that. I really can't. So – as much as I am clinging to some little semblance of hope that we can see, and honestly, if we do see one more Shawn Michaels match, if it's not against AJ Styles, then there is nobody else that Shawn should work with. Because that match, I'm, I'm kind of like I was kind of like Kevin Nash there when I saw that little promo picture that they were talking about that AJ put up about it. Yeah, man, you t- <laughs> when you take a look at that and you think of the potential and the possibilities of a Styles and Michaels match, they really are like mirror images of each other. And I can only imagine what the results could be because HBK says it, said it even on that table for three. Um, if this is, some, this is a job that I know I'm good at, and I will give literally my all to. If, if I can't give my all, I don't need to be doing it. Yeah. So if he goes in with that mentality against – a Styles that we already know is at the top of his game right now, man, that could only produce for some epic for I just kind of feel like with Taker, I mean, what, a couple years later, Taker gets, like, knocked down by Lesnar, and then he gets knocked down by Reigns, and then, like, he's supposedly the one who ended HBK's career. It just doesn't feel right now. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I do, and I get get that, but... Honestly, it's it's God. This is hard for me to even say this, just because I I am such a I'm such an Undertaker fan. Um, but I have to say that ever since that Lesnar loss at Mania 30, yeah. Um, as much as I don't think that the two the two now losses at WrestleMania hurts the Undertaker's legacy, it was really hard to to get behind the momentum of Undertaker at WrestleMania after that. It was it was really hard because what because he the had streak no was what it was. <laughs> but that's that's exactly right. The the streak was your momentum. Yep. That was the one that was the one thing that every single year everybody was like, Oh, who's gonna face Taker this year and go for the streak? And yeah. I, I would agree that the streak the streak became more of a title than what the actual WWE title was. Oh yeah, were. way more prestigious, it felt like. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not upset anymore that it ended. I'm really not. Um, I also didn't think that I would ever get over Brock Lesnar doing it, but huh. seeing as how Brock Lesnar Brock has kind of taken on that role as the beast now, um, I don't think it could have fit anybody else. Honestly, I think it, it was it was the right person. Yeah, I think Lesnar was indeed the right person. If it wasn't somebody who wasn't a true wrestling guy like Kane or um, Shawn Michaels – I will even throw Triple H in there just because Triple H is a good wrestler and you know they, they love working with each other. But for me, Michael should have been the one that ended it. And if nobody else could do it, 
to me, Brock Lesnar was the only one that would have made logical sense. And it, and it did. It made every logical sense in the book to have Lesnar beat Taker. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If he would have beat Taker and finished it and left, cool. But since Taker continued to wrestle, it was odd. That's what I'm saying. That's why it was hard for me to get behind yeah. Taker after that loss. Yeah. Is because it was so hard for me to just be like, this makes what? sense. Oh, we don't. Yeah, we don't see him wrestle hardly except once once a year now. Um, so it was kind of like, what do you have going into this? What's going to make it unique? Exactly. And they tried doing that, and they tried. They really did. WWE tried making it unique. Um, they did. I think they did very well. well with Bray Wyatt. While we're on this topic, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think the best way would have been to actually end Undertaker's streak? Who do you think would have been? Do you think John Cena would have been better? People think John Cena. Um, I I don't think I would have had a problem with that either. But like I just said, for me, if it wasn't Michaels that ended the streak, nobody should have. The only other person that I think even came close to, to deserving it more would have been Punk. This is going to sound crazy. Do you think somebody like Randy Orton, who has so many accolades, kind of like a John Cena, which he's not very far away from John Cena from tying Ric Flair's uh, thing either? Three away, I believe. So, what? I think he's three titles away. Yeah, and I'm not saying uh, I would like this, but do you think somebody like Randy Orton needs something pretty extreme to really get his stature up there? Because I feel like, to me, this Mahal thing's kind of put him a little better, but he doesn't feel like he's as high up there as he used to be. He feels like a transitional champion. He does, because honestly, there's nothing... The thing about John Cena is John Cena was able to make himself stand out every single time, whether it be with the wrestling matches that he had or whether it was him on the mic. John Cena stood out. There is nothing. I'm sorry. I know there's Randy Orton fans. Um, I'm not Uh, necessarily... Is there really that many Randy Orton fans left, though, or are they just a whole bunch of people sharing memes of RKO's? I think I think it's just a bunch of kids that kind of like the essence of Randy Orton now, and a lot of females that like Randy Orton. But honestly, for me, Randy Orton's boring now. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, just, I'm over it. I don't. I like this. I like the gender big... thing because it gives spotlight to gender. But really, Randy Orton right. to me is just freaking boring as hell. Yeah, there's nothing different about him. Nothing at all. He nothing. doesn't change. He doesn't adapt. I mean, he just is the same freaking character from pretty much when he first got here. Only thing he's done different in the last 10 years is he's gotten more aggressive. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, I thought we were going to see a new Randy Orton when uh, he did the program with Brock last year yeah. for SummerSlam. Because he actually did have a good amount of momentum on his return. He had a very rejuvenated, what looked to be rejuvenated character in his uh, like himself, not character wrestling-wise. But yeah, yeah. of himself, he looked like he was refreshed. He looked like he he was happy to be there, that he was ready to come back to work. And I was like, wow, we're going to get a new Randy Orton out of this because it was almost going to be a a version of the old cocky Randy Orton that we used to have yeah. with the Viper Apex Predator type of mixture. Which, and I was I, like, that, that could work. Yeah, yeah that, that could have worked. Now he's just back to doing the whole the menacing Apex Predator, which – We've seen that almost for a decade now, and it's it's boring. I mean, it's it's, it's been overdone. It's like, yeah. And I don't know whose idea. It has to be Triple H's idea. Whose idea is it really to put Orton back in the spotlight again when you have so many stars back there? I don't think he'll be there much longer. 
I really don't. I mean, honestly, no, Tommy is a freaking giant contract. Well, no, I mean, when I say they're much longer, I mean, I don't think he'll be like WWE champion much longer. Oh, okay. I think, I, I don't think he'll get to the John Cena Ric Flair record, but I do think we'll see him probably get like that close to it. I'll say he'll cap off his career with the 15 time. Um, okay. But for me personally, um, I'm actually kind of on the Jinder Mahal side going into Backlash. I, I kind of want to see Mahal be because, because it's something different. It's extremely different. And yeah, yeah. I don't see I don't I mean, I don't think a lot of people expect it to happen. And and this could be one of those things where they don't do it because a lot of people are hoping that it happens. Yeah, um, that's which I reason it's God. They're freaking notorious for that, aren't they? Yeah, but man, I'm telling you right now, um, but if it happens, I, I won't be disappointed. Well, anything else, Travi, you want to do? I know it's so funny because uh, I, w- I actually woke up at – let me tell everybody a little backstory. I woke up at uh, 7 a.m. and I was like, I'm going to call Travis to see if we can start recording early. And I was like, he's probably sleeping. I don't wake him up. So I ended up watching uh, NXT. I watched some 205 Live. Fell asleep. Woke up at like 10.05, five minutes past when we usually record. And I was, I was like, I called Travis and said, hey, man, we'll just do – you know, I, I said, hey, we'll just do basically like a short, a short run today. He's like, every time you say we're going to do a short episode, it becomes the, one of the longer episodes. And, of yeah, course, so just it quit has. Saying it. Literally, it has, because now it's become <laughs> our probably second or third longest episode we've had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else for this week, so I think we can save some ammunition for next week's show. That is very true. Um, which, by the way, I'm completely down with doing things early next Sunday, so... Yeah, okay. If you're Today, up, er, if you're up earlier, so. I'm always up earlier. So, Cool. Me too. I'm usually I, – I can't hardly sleep in anymore, so I'm usually up between 7 and 8. Awesome. So. We'll, talk, we'll talk more later. I do got to do some shout-outs. Let's shout-out to Patrick Gutierrez because he always uh, reps our stuff. Shout-out to Roxy on Twitter. She's always been repping our stuff. Um, go like us on Twitter or Facebook. I've been twittering a lot lately. I'm sure you guys have all seen. I've been like tweeting like nuts. Twittering, sh- twittering. Yeah, it's all my- shows my age. I've been tweeting a lot. Been putting more stuff out there. Been commenting a lot. We've gained like, I literally, we've gained almost a thousand, two thousand followers on Twitter just for me talking more on there. I didn't know people wanted to hear me talk more and retweet crap and reply. I guess that's what it takes. Twitter's what it awesome. Takes. I know that's what it takes. What it takes. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Remember, rumblingrumors.com uh, for news. News once in a while. I have a whole entire revamped directory of wallpapers now. So if you do like the little artwork things I do with the wallpapers, it's all I spent at least eight hours the last two days uh, organizing the whole entire thing from alphabetical order to link pages to, you know, like Jeff Hardy has one and two pages, whatever it is. It's a little more revamped for you, a little more. Uh, Good, better. Uh, nope, there's no nudes of Charlotte on there, so do not look up Charlotte nudes. Because for some reason, the number one type thing on rumblingrumors.com search bar this week has been real pics Charlotte nudes. Charlotte nudes pics. Charlotte nude nude. I mean, it's been amazing. And I love to see people spelling. It's like, where were you born? Right. <laughs> Charlotte nude, N-O-O-D-E. Charlotte Nude, N-O-D-D-E. It's like, what the? 
All yeah. right, Travis. I'm right there with you. I'll <laughs> see you next week. Appreciate everybody. Make sure you tune in every Sunday. Hopefully, Wrestling Reality will be back this week. If not, um, you can yell at Travis for it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> see you guys. Later, y'all. <laughs>